The author Ralph Parlett tells a story of a time when he was three years old. According to his recollection, he was the joy and sunshine of his household, and he sat at the highest chair at the dinner table. And one evening when he was sitting in his high chair, he spotted a coffee pot. It was shiny, it was beautiful, and he had to have it. And so three-year-old Ralph started reaching for that coffee pot when he heard a voice from next to him saying, Ralph, don't touch that. Well, it was his mother. And Ralph's recollection is there had not been a single thing in his three years of life that his mother had not meddled in in some way. And he was ready to put an end to that petticoat tyranny, as he called it. And so he went ahead and grabbed that coffee pot and with it, he said, he got about a gallon of the reddest, hottest coffee that a bad boy had ever poured into his lap. Well, for the next several weeks, he said he was absolutely upholstered in things like uh, coal oil and apple butter and egg white and starch, anything that the neighborhood ladies could think of to try and put on his wounds so that he could, they could be soothed. And, and, but it took a long time to get over that. And obviously it made an impression upon Ralph. As he was looking back over the years, he made a comment that said he didn't remember one time in his life where he had disobeyed his mother when he hadn't gotten some kind of a coffee pot pulled onto him. And so he did learn his lesson, but there was a lot of the ladies, he said, at church and the ladies' auxiliary who didn't think that his mother was treating that angel child as they should. But Ralph said mother knew. She knew how stubborn the boy she was raising was because she knew where the stubbornness came from. It came from his father's side of the family. Well, one of the things that I really like about this book, by the way, it's called The University of Hard Knocks. If you haven't read it, uh, I'd, rec it doesn't, I'd recommend it. It doesn't take a long time to read, but it's got some of the most practical lessons uh, written in a very entertaining style at that. Ralph Parlett grew up in the 1800s and died probably about 1930. And so his life spanned on either side of that of the turn of that century. And so that was the uh, perspective that he had. That was the era that he came from. And so a lot of his lessons are older lessons, but they're timeless when you think about the truths that these lessons contained. Well, think about that comment that as he looked back over his life, he couldn't remember a single time when he'd disobeyed his mother that he hadn't got some kind of hot coffee poured upon him. We all have memories of that with our own parents, or hopefully we have good memories of that, not from the injuries, but from the lessons that they taught and from the lessons that hopefully we learned. Well, this principle is certainly one that's contained a number of times within scriptures, but I want to call your attention to Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 27. This is King Solomon. He's writing through inspiration, so certainly these are the very words that God wants us to understand. And in this passage, he asks two questions. He says, can a man scoop fire into his lap without getting burned? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet? being scorched? Well, obviously, these are rhetorical questions. You can't scoop fire into your lap without being burned. But the context for this passage is talking about an unfaithful man. And it's talking about the fact that you cannot 
have such a serious sin in your life without having serious repercussions. And it's so it's something that we should be thinking about before we even dream of entering into sin. Sin has consequences, and those consequences, like scooping coals into your lap or, or grabbing a coffee pot when you're three years old and dumping it into your lap, that they have consequences that will sear themselves into your memory. Once they've done that, once you've made the mistake, the question then is going to be, what will you do about it? Well, the reason that Ralph Parlett chose the, the title University of Hard Knocks for his book was because he noticed that a lot of the best lessons that you learn in life are from the difficult times. They're from the bumps, so to speak, that we get in life. And he said there are two different types of bumps in life. There are the needful bumps and there are the needless bumps. The needful ones are the ones that happen to you, but they just happen to you one time. And they typically are from the outside bumping you. But if you don't learn your lesson with the needful knocks, then you're going to take a lot more bumps in life that you really didn't need to take because you should have learned your lesson the first time. Well, this, the, the idea of the University of Hard Knocks is such an attractive lesson for us all, not because we like hard knocks, but because we realize a lot of times the best training that we receive in life are the practical lessons we learn from trial and error. Now, certainly we don't want to become involved with sin in order to feel the bump of the error, but we certainly need to be learning all the same. And once you have made a mistake, whether it's something that's just a, a physical mistake, doesn't have any, anything wrong involved with it per se, or whether it's a sinful mistake that you have in your life that you receive some consequence for, or perhaps somebody else receives the bad consequence for your error. These are things that hopefully once we have transgressed and have received that bump, that we learn from it and we become determined to never make that mistake again. Jesus in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26 said this, What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? The Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he'll reward each person according to what he's done. Well, think about this passage. It starts off by asking the question, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Isn't it surprising that sometimes we are willing to make that trade eagerly? But we don't think about it being an exchange for our soul. Uh, maybe we will get so caught up in the pursuit of wealth that it becomes our God, our idol, and we put money before God. And so some people will exchange money for their soul. Other people will exchange their jobs for their soul. Sometimes they enjoy the work. Sometimes they don't enjoy the work, but it always gets first consideration. And so they literally at times will exchange their soul for something that they really don't much care for in the first place. Others exchange their soul for, for immoral activity. Others for some type of, of a substance that they get addicted to and it becomes the focal point of all their thoughts. Whatever it is, there's, there's something within your life 
that you probably struggle with more than any other area. And you can relate to, the, to this idea that if we're not careful, that we can get involved with things that we literally are in peril of exchanging our soul for this thing. Consider this. Have you ever heard of somebody on their deathbed uttering a statement along the lines of, I wish I'd been richer? Or, or I, rich, I, I wish I had died with, with more money. People don't think that way when they realize that the end is near. People instead start thinking about the things that truly matter. A am I saved? Have, have I lived my life as best I can? And when I have failed at that, have I repented and taken care of that sin in the way that God wanted me to take care of that sin? You see, it's so important for us to get these lessons early. Ralph Parlett learned his lesson at three years old that you can't grab a coffee pot without getting burned. How sad it is when people enter into their adult years, into their middle age, and even into their latter years without ever learning the lesson that Ralph Parlett learned when he was three years old. You can't play with coffee pots when you're a baby, and you can't play with fire at any time of your life. And we really do have to be careful to make sure that we never are in danger of exchanging something, some physical thing, whether it's sinful or whether it's just something that we're putting in front of God and it becomes sinful because we've made it an idol. But we have to learn that we can't exchange these things for our souls. If you find yourself in that position, the question now will be, what will you do about it? Will you take care of it, or will you just keep going along, dragging those coffee pots off the table closer and closer to your lap, waiting for the inevitable burn? God wants us to be with him forever. In addition to that, he doesn't want us to burn ourselves while we're here on earth. He does not make sin sin capriciously. Sin is something that is harmful to ourselves and to others, and he would spare us that harm. But once we have crossed the line, once we have pulled the coffee pot towards us, once we have traded something for our soul, what will we do? Well, the wise man will stop. He'll learn from the bumps that he's received, and he'll do his best not to get any more of those bumps. This is what the University of Hard Knocks should teach us, but it's so much more pleasant indeed to not have to go through those hard knocks if we don't have to. The best way is to listen to God and find out what he wants us to do. The author of life has the best way for us to live if we'll just pursue it. Well, that's the lesson for today. I appreciate you tuning in. If, if this helped you, if you liked it, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. It will certainly help these messages get out to more people. But until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you in your efforts to serve him.